Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the risen one, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Two of my colleagues uh, remind me yesterday that I have an extra hour to preach today. So, you know, said I was looking forward to it. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, one day last spring, I had the privilege of uh, joining the members of St. Andrew's uh, Adult Fellowship uh, Group on a short uh, trip over to nearby Annapolis uh, to a Lutheran uh, church uh, where the pastor happens to be my cousin David, but the purpose of which was actually to view uh, a traveling art exhibit entitled Icons in Transformation. Uh, by an artist and expressionist uh, whose name is Ludmilla Palowska, born in Ukraine, uh, but now living in Sweden with her husband. And uh, Icons in Transformation has received international acclaim and uh, during its uh, stop in London was even uh, viewed by Britain's King Charles, uh, although I understand he was just a prince back then. Uh, but while Lud Ludmilla Palowska is an Orthodox uh, Christian by faith background, uh, her icons actually bear little resemblance to those of the Orthodox Church because they're very modern, they're very abstract. Uh, many of them are three-dimensional, and uh, they are evocative in, in some very moving and surprising ways. And to make a long story short, uh, one of those icons caught the eyes of yours truly and a number of other uh, of us who were on that trip that day and was subsequently purchased uh, for St. Andrew, where, except for today, uh, normally hangs in our family room off of the commons. The title of this particular new icon is Beyond This Side. And uh, while it obviously at first glance and certainly from a distance looks like little more than a hunk of tree bark, the fact of the matter is uh, that when you come up to it and uh, you look at it more carefully, the more that you look at it, the closer you are to it, the more that you will see. And what you will start to see on this icon are the images of faces, the faces of people uh, in what is sort of a high-class version of Where's Waldo? But there will be a face and a moment of discovery when you finally say, oh, yeah, there's one. And then you'll keep looking and you'll say, well, there's another one. And look over here, there's another one. And here's a group of them. And here's a cluster of faces all huddled together. Some are more prominent, easier to spot. Some are a little more obscure and more challenging to find. Some behind the scenes, as it were, because it's three-dimensional. Some of them are closer to you. Some of them are farther away from you. But they are there all over this icon. In fact, there are 135 faces on this piece of artwork that looks from a distance like it's a hunk of tree bark. What was in the mind of the artist is that all those faces form the communion of saints. People who walk and live by faith. And they're all around us. They surround us. Some are a little more prominent, easier to spot. Some are a little bit more obscure and uh, behind the scenes. Some are a little closer because it is three-dimensional. So close, in fact, that they are 
in this very room, still moving around this world, bringing the goodness of God into the broken world. Some are on that more distant shore, living in the nearer presence of God, but all together, which is why we call it a communion, community, communion of saints united together in a bond of love in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that is why this icon in transformation uh, was purchased with gifts given and received in memory of Greg Twombly, our brother and uh, co-worker in the gospel who now dwells in the nearer presence of God forever. And were it not for my respect for the artist, I would have taken my Sharpie and drawn a tiny saxophone somewhere near one of those 135 faces on this icon in transformation. With that, we come uh, once again to the Sunday of All Saints, as we do every year at about uh, this time, with Christians in churches uh, all over the world who have been doing this for about the last 1,500 years, ever since the church uh, declared that its individual observances of saints became so numerous that there would be one day to celebrate and commemorate all the saints together. And that day is this day, this Sunday, though technically All Saints Day was last Wednesday, November the 1st. And the scripture that uh, is often read, or one of them, on the Sunday of All Saints uh, comes to us from the 11th chapter and the 12th chapter of the letter to the Hebrews in what is commonly known as the, the uh, faith chapter, or some people refer to it as the, the hall of fame, as it were, because it gives us this list of spiritual heroes whose witnesses encourage and astound us and cheer us on. And they include people like Noah, as you heard who built himself an ark because he got the warning from God and he uh, knew that a flood was coming. Or, Or Abraham, who at a ripe old age responded to God's call, going where God was sending him, but not knowing exactly where that even was. And then on that list, there are other names that are just a little bit more obscure to you and me, like Enoch, who was a lower level patriarch, Then there was Rahab, who, believe it or not, was actually a prostitute and yet still figured into the plan of God. And so she is on the list. Others are mentioned, though not specifically named, like the children of Israel who walked dry shot across the waters of the Red Sea out of their slavery in Egypt. They are not named, but then others are. But you get the idea. Some of them higher in profile, some of them kind of behind the scenes. And uh, this passage, this hall of fame, this faith chapter, it, it strikes me and it moves me in a couple of different ways, one of which you know, has to do with the surprises that it actually brings to us, like the inclusion of Rahab, who was not only a harlot, she was a Canaanite, which made her an enemy of ancient Israel, And besides that was known primarily for telling a lie to protect the the spies of Joshua in their scouting of the promised land. Now, you wouldn't think that a Canaanite prostitute liar would make the same list as Moses or Abraham 
But she did. And she's there. As a matter of fact, if you think that was an accident, turn to Matthew chapter 1, where you will find the genealogy of Jesus Christ. In other words, the list of his ancestors. Guess who's on that list? Rahab. Rahab is a member of the family of Jesus. So that saints, it turns out, are not just super spiritual heroes who go around with halos above them. I mean, even Noah, much bigger name on the list. When the ark finally came to rest, you know what he did. He got stinking drunk. And it was an embarrassment to his children. And yet he's on the list. He's in the hall of fame. Because saints are also sinners who live and walk and they die in faith. And so every Sunday uh, here at St. Andrew, when I come to worship with you, I will uh, be sitting up here in the chancel facing this way. You're facing this way. And I look out and I see the faces. Some individual some huddled together in groups of family members and friends, but all here to give glory to God. And then I also see something uh, that you don't see, at least you're not supposed to see it uh, right now. And those are the images of the 12 apostles of Jesus hanging on the back wall of this uh, sanctuary. They are the symbols of those apostles, the uh, icons, at least in a manner of speaking, and I will look at your faces, and then I will look at their symbols, and I will think to myself, you know, man, what a motley group of ragtag, spiritual, misunderstanding, screwed up people they were. And we are here because of them, because their witnesses surround us. And so while some saints in the tradition of the church actually do get voted in, uh, so to speak, for places of special recognition, the fact of the matter is that all saints are those who have been baptized into the death and resurrection of Jesus to live that new life, that way, that truth in him. And while throngs of them, like Greg, like sweet Millie Forey, who walked her way to the Lord's Supper last Sunday, and received her rest on All Saints Day. Like the faces of those we saw earlier in our service today have gone on to that distant shore to dwell in the near presence of God forever, the saints also include those who are closer to us, easier to spot in this very room. Because when St. Paul wrote his letters in the New Testament, he often addressed them to who? To the saints the saints in Rome, to the saints in Corinth. So that saints are not just the ones who have died. And they're not just the ones who are super spiritual with halos above them. They are the ones who died with Christ in the waters of their baptism so that we can live a new life here on earth and someday in heaven. The other reason that I love the Hall of Fame the faith chapter has to do with why it was written in the first place because it turns out that in the second part of the first century 
a number of Jewish Christians who uh, came to believe in Jesus as the promised Messiah of Israel uh, realized that the going was now getting tough, that the persecution of Christians was getting underway. And it was tempting many of them to go back to their old life, to give up, or at least uh, to conceal their Christianity. And so this letter, the letter to the Hebrews, was written to encourage them not to give up, to keep going, to persevere, and to stay fixed on Jesus. And part of that encouragement came in the listing of this Hall of Fame here in the faith chapter. And a reminder that their witness, witnesses continue to surround us and they cheer us on like people up in the stands during a race that you may be running. Some a little louder, some a little softer, some more prominent, some uh, behind the scenes, but all there to encourage us and also to prepare us to join in the cheering section and to surround others who come after us with the goodness of God for the hope of the world because that is the call and that is the mission of every child of God. That is how the church will go on. And I know that every All Saints Sunday when we come here to celebrate, some people are coming with tears in their eyes because they're still grieving because that is the price we pay for great love. It is how our humanity works. Sometimes I come to All Saints Day smiling and even tempted to laugh a little bit as I think of my cast of characters who have passed my way and that great procession that I have put on my own list as we today come to the communion and we think of them on the heavenly end of this earthly table with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven as we feebly struggle and they in glory shine. And so, you know, like the leaves in my backyard, separate from their original earthly source of life and they beautifully float down because their work is done the passing of those who have gone before us to that distant shore can trigger a winter of grief in our lives. And I'm here to tell you today that there will also be a springtime in the one who is the way, the truth, the hope, the resurrection, and the life for all his children. Uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, our new icon includes 135 faces, and that's because the numbers 1, 3, and 5 have become significant to the artist who wants us to know through her modern abstract icons that we are the children of one God in three persons and that we are made the saints of God through the five wounds of Jesus Christ on the cross. I should also uh, tell you that the proceeds from the purchase of this icon are being used to alleviate the suffering of refugees of the war in Ukraine. Which is to say uh, that the saints are still out there. They're still on the move. They're still bringing the goodness of God to the broken world. 
And so when you have a chance, maybe not today, but sometime after today, make your way into the family room and spend some time with this icon and transformation. Look at it. Get close to it. Because the more you look, the more you will see. And you will be reminded of the communion of saints and how through them we are still in the presence of God. You are never alone. You are never abandoned. God is always with you. You are always seen. We are always surrounded. And I give thanks uh, today as we celebrate and commemorate uh, the saints that you, it turns out, are also on the list because you have been included. Not because you're so perfect, not because I'm so holy, but because we've been saved by the blood of the Lamb for a new life here on earth and someday on that distant shore with God in all of his glory. And until that day comes, we now get to be part of the cheering session that surrounds others around us so that they might become part of this blessed and holy communion until the good day comes when in the words of the poet John Gillespie McGee, you reach out your hand and you touch the face of God in a joy that will never, ever end. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We rise and join together in prayer. <clears throat>